On the Road to Mac Stock with Brett Terpstra. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter to keep you up on all the latest from Mac Voices. Watch or listen to Mac Voices straight from your email client. Sign up at macvoices.com slash newsletter and stay up to date. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, you thought we were done with the road to Mac stock, but no, no such luck. No, we we have news and announcements and a new speaker and everything. Uh, I'm happy to welcome back to Mac Voices after way too long an absence, Brett Terpstra. Brett, great to see you, and congratulations on uh, being the guy that Mac stock came to to save the day. <laughs> um, the fallback guy, yeah. Uh, good to see you too, Chuck. <laughs> well, I was trying to pump you up, Brett. Come on now. <laughs> so um, Mike Potter has sent out an email. Um, unfortunately, there were a couple speakers that had family emergencies, and of course, that's just the way things go. Um, family always has to come first. So there were a couple open slots, and you are stepping in to do something that seems to be a little bit different than anything that's done at Mac stock before. Yeah. Well, so I had, I had very intentionally decided I wasn't going to present this year. Um, I wanted a year to just enjoy Mac stock, just see everybody go to the talks and not have the stress of like planning a talk. And then a week before um, I got an email from Mike that said, I hate to ask, but um and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have it in me to spend a week of my vacation from work uh, prepping a talk, but I offered to do a panel. And I talked about maybe we do like an automation AMA with like me and Jay. Um, but what we settled on was to actually take the Q and A from the speakers' talks for the day and and put them all together in a special session at the end, which would be like a roundtable talk with all of that day's speakers uh, hosted by me and uh, just answer any questions about the talks, about the speakers themselves, about any of my projects. Mike Mike volunteered me to talk about my stuff too. Um, so it'll just be 40 minutes of, of answering questions and interaction. And I, and it'll give the speakers a little more time if they don't have to fit all of the Q and a into their talks. Um, it'll give them a little extra time for, for their presentations. And then, uh, and then we can have the Q and a in a, a nice intimate setting. It'll be fun. I think this is such a great idea for a lot of reasons. Um, the very first year that we did Mac stock, uh, there was a Q&A for podcasters because there were uh, quite a few podcasters present. Um, but I really love the fact that now we're focusing on the speakers um, and, you know, stretching it out so that it can be about the talks, but it can be about kind of just about anything else that anybody wants to tackle. Yeah, I actually, I missed the very first year of MaxDoc, so I wasn't uh, I wasn't privy to this original incarnation of it that you speak of. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it'll be just a great way to tide. I wish that we could have, I wish that we hadn't lost two speakers and that we could still do the same thing. Look, this was good. Like Mike had wanted to make this a three day event. Um, and if that had worked out, I maybe in the future, 
maybe we'll get to have more speakers and do this kind of panel. But yeah, for for what we get this year, for what Max Stock is able to pull off, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, Max Stock has always been about community. We talk about that constantly here on the road to Max Stock, and anytime that the Max Stock comes up, it's the the pre presentations are great. And I know I'm looking forward to a number of them this year, uh, even well, I'm looking forward to all of them, but some especially uh, for what I do. That said, yeah. though, some of the best times are in the breaks, at lunch, you know, yeah. in the after hours. I mean, it's just getting together, getting to know people and having a good time. And that that feels like this has pulled this into the main part of Max Talk. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what, for me, the talks are almost a formality. Um, like Mac world was the same way for me. Like I didn't go for the talks. The talks were fun and educational, but I went to see the people. Um, and that's the part that I'm most excited about is the audience of Mac stock. And, and yeah, I think, uh, a, a, a session that is slightly more formal than chatting in the cafeteria, but still all about just involving the community. I think it'd be great. Yeah. So do you have any, are, are you pre-preparing any questions or is it just going to come straight from the audience? What I will do is I will be in every session. I'll be in every talk, taking down my own questions. Uh, and instead of asking them in the panel or in the presentations, I will save them. And if necessary, I can seed it with my own questions and, um, and keep the conversation going. I'm hoping that there will be enough audience audience interaction um, and questions from people who have spent all day going to these talks that we will have no problem filling 40 minutes with like actual audience questions. But yeah, I'll be, I'll have a few in my pocket just to make sure things go smoothly. I, th I think that's smart, but I'll be kind of surprised if you need them. Um, my past experience, especially with Q and A sessions for the, the sessions I've done at Max Talk, not only are they question and answer sessions, but they also turn into almost separate conversations yeah, about, sure. you know, whatever that person had a question about, there's yeah. always a lot of back and forth. So I have an idea that uh, you should ask your own questions, but you won't have to really struggle to, uh, to fill the time. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. So you're, you took a year off. Um, how is everything going this year? I mean, it's been a while since you and I have talked and, you know, we're, we're finally coming back to Mac stock after, uh, COVID, um, last year yeah. sort of counted and sort of didn't because it was sort of in person, but not a lot of people came for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, but this year it's back at full strength, uh, or as much as it can be given some of the restrictions we are still all under. Right. It's technically, I would say it's about half strength, but I've been good. Um, I think last time we talked, I had probably just started my new job at Oracle and I've done that for a year now. I just got promoted uh, to principal software developer, which is a pretty big promotion um, that effectively doubles my earning potential there, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, it's been busy, uh, but that's not the reason I wanted a year off of Mac stock. I actually, I took the year off because I really wanted to some new fresh blood and I wanted to basically open my spot up and, and suggest a few new speakers, uh, people like Aaron, who was on your show, um, recently, uh, that I thought had a lot, a lot of interesting things to say. And I kind of, I wanted to go and be relaxed and, and open those spots up for some, some fresh faces. 
That's great. Yeah, Erin Aaron was a delight. I'm really looking yeah. forward to her session. I was a little surprised that she admitted to knowing you in public, though. Yeah, right. Um, you know, but hey, I guess, you know, maybe we all she, make Maybe she doesn't know any better yet. We all, well, yeah, we all make mistakes, right? Right. <laughs> Um, so, uh, listen, if, if, if you don't mind saying, I mean, I, I presume that you are working now pretty much from home that, or that it's not a, the kind of going to the office job. Yeah. Yep. That's all, how, all remote. How has that worked out for you? Um, or was it a big change for you at all? Oh, no, I've been, I've been a remote worker for, wow, like 20 years now, almost 20 years. I'm, I've just, I haven't had an office job in a long time. So this is this is not an adjustment. This is just the way things are for me. Okay. So since it's such a hot topic right now, the whole <laughs> remote work, return to work, give us two or three tips that you think would help the average person make that change to remote work. Oh, man. So it's it's kind of a personal thing. Like remote work is really good for some people like myself. And some people who actually thrive in an office can have a really difficult time uh, if they're forced to be remote. And, and I think like the future is kind of hybrid offices where those who work better remote can be remote and those who work better in an office can be in an office. I guess like the, the, the biggest thing I've learned is to create separate workspaces. Don't try to work out of your kitchen uh, don't try to work out of your living room, have an office. And when you're in your office, you're working. And when you are in your kitchen, you're you're having family time. And separate those two things. Uh, it helps not just with your family, it helps with your mental state uh, to just be able to say, okay, I'm going to work now. Even if that just means walking into another room, I'm at work, uh, let people know this is you know, pretend I'm in the office, pretend I'm at work. Don't, don't hassle me. Um, I know that I don't have kids, so I know that doesn't work for everybody, but, but for me, for me with my partner and everything, I can, I, I can delineate between work and, and home time. And that's probably the number one tip I would give. And the other one is take advantage of the fact that Instead of going to the water cooler and interacting with people you only marginally care about, you get to just go for a walk outside whenever you want to, you know, like in, in those times where in an office you would just be killing time anyway. Now you can you can go to your own kitchen, have a snack. You can go for a walk outside. You can really do things that make you feel better during the day. Those are two really good tips, and I would endorse both of them, especially the the set up a workspace. Uh, call it an office, call it workspace, call it your your home cubicle, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, have a place that is dedicated so that you're not balancing a laptop on your on your lap or trying to clear the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that you know that said, there is also if you if you are a laptop user, you know if you want a change of scenery, then by all means, you know pick up your laptop and. Take it to the backyard or take it yeah. to the bedroom or take it you or, know, somewhere and or, give yourself a little change. If, you, if you're a person that can work with background noise and you miss background noise, work in front of the TV now and then. It's actually really nice to just put on a stupid show on Netflix and have it play while you're like doing things that don't require full attention, which I think everybody has as part of their job. Um, yeah, it's really great to just be able to flip on Netflix and... <laughs> And have that in the background while you're working. You can't yeah, really that, do that in an office. 
No, that or, you know, Apple Music puts something on that mm. maybe is not something you know well enough that you want to try to sing along or, you know, anticipate, yeah, I, but just background. I have found songs without lyrics um, or, or music without, like, words that I feel the need to pay attention to. Or, it, depending on my mood, like, I'm, I'm ADHD and I have a... I go through mo moods where I really need a lot of stimulation and I work really well with very aggressive, very loud music with unintelligible lyrics playing. Uh, just that <laughs> I can, I can sometimes I can focus better with that blasting, but as I, it doesn't work if I can understand the words. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Some of the blues guitarists, you know, with, mm -hmm. with no vocals are great for that. Yeah. Um, Joe Satriani is great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we could go into a whole list of things and that's a whole other <laughs> show. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. You're, you're, you're saying a lot of things really resonate with me. So I guess as we record this, I will see you in a few days in Woodstock. Um, and I can't encourage everyone enough. Uh, I think Mike said that you're still able to get tickets right up to the event. So max.conferenceandexpo.com. Brett is now going to be speaking. I'll be speaking. Uh, a lot of the folks you've seen here on the road to Maxstock will be speaking. And we may not be done with the road to Maxstock quite yet. We'll see. Brett, uh, I want to make sure folks know where to find you when you're not at Maxstock and you're not uh, listening to unintelligible music while you work. <laughs> uh, I'm at brettterpstra.com. That's B-R-E-T-T-T-E-R-P-S-T-R-A.com. Um, and you can find me as T.T. Scoff, T-T-S-C-O-F-F, -F, on every imaginable social media platform. Excellent. Excellent. Brett, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you in a few days at uh, Woodstock. Thanks a lot, Chuck. Looking forward to it. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Again, Mac Stock Conference and Expo. Join us. We're going to have a blast this weekend. And I know if you come, you will too. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.